Brought to you by PrayLatin.com, makers of prayer cards featuring complete English phonetic renderings of Latin pronunciations. The news I have for you today will either make you feel vindicated, or at the very least, annoyed. You'll feel vindicated if you are among those who firmly believe that Benedict XVI is still the true supreme pontiff, and that Francis is, as a consequence, an anti-pope. If you're like me, and don't find the various arguments about Benedict XVI still being Pope all that convincing, you may find this annoying, and that'll probably be because despite claiming to have resigned the papacy, Benedict XVI still insists on clinging to the signs and symbols of the papacy, and especially to the signs and symbols of papal authority. Now, I have a story today about a rather important sign of power that Benedict not only clings to, but refuses to surrender. While I don't find the Munis versus Ministerium argument all that compelling for Benedict remaining a crypto-pope, I have to ask the obvious question. With respect, if Benedict XVI really did resign the papacy, why is he clinging to the classical signs of papal authority, which only feeds into the current ambiguity that surrounds the Vatican? Let's take a look at the latest story in this ongoing, never-ending saga about the papacy. The latest ambiguity out of Rome involving Benedict involves the use of the papal coat of arms. Let's talk about what that is precisely first so we can have a firm grasp of what we're really talking about, and if the claim that I'll examine has any bearing in reality, because this is an interesting thing. In 2007, Zenit published an interview with an expert on papal heraldry who explained the significance of the coat of arms. All forms of heraldry denote authority and role in society to some degree, and when used by nobility, they are clear marks of authority in a hierarchy. Bear that in mind. Quote, Heraldry, of which coats of arms are the central part, is a system of pictorial identification, making it possible to determine a person's identity, rank, and standing in society. In heraldry, rank is always denoted by headgear. For example, kings are denoted by crowns, and bishops first by mitres, and then from about 1600, by a series of flat, broad-rimmed pontifical hats with cords and numbers of tassels. The various colors and numbers of tassels show the rank of the user from the cardinal down to priest. End quote. So papal heraldry is used to denote the standing being claimed by the barrel, bearer of the heraldry. That's the traditional view. Remember that. The problem we're running into is this. Benedict, after his abdication, refused to surrender or change his papal heraldry. Remember a priest will have his own heraldry, oftentimes anyway, and it will change as they ascend the ladder of hierarchy. And Andrea Cionci, writing for Libero Quotidiano, my apologies to any Italian speakers who probably just blanched in horror at my pronunciation here, it's an Italian news outlet with a heavy Vatican focus. He, he is the one who broke the story that Benedict refused to change his papal coat of arms. Now, what comes to mind is something Benedict said elsewhere about this, and I feel compelled to give you this statement from Benedict before we look at what Mr. Cionci reports, because I want to dial back the sensational nature of the story a bit, because it does lend itself to that. In numerous statements given at the time in 2013, Benedict said that he would continue to use his papal name and wear white and live in the Vatican and all the rest that we are all now all too familiar with. This was, of course, a clear break from the last major time this happened, when Pope St. Celestine V resigned the papacy and resumed his life in a monastery under his lay name and wearing the robes of a monk and not the traditional papal garments associated with the papacy. Benedict has a clear stitch attachment to those trappings. 
Now, whether it's a right ordered attachment is not for me to say, and I don't mean to imply that there is a problem of a personal kind there. But note that he has kept most of the trappings of the papacy, surrendering only the staff, ring, and red shoes of the supreme pontiff, while keeping the name in basic garments, while inventing a new title for himself, Pope Emeritus, a title that has never existed in the history of the church. Now, it's worth noting here that even in 2013, people were pointing out how boneheaded this whole thing was, how very badly the Vatican was handling this, which was, in a backhanded way, a critique of how Benedict decided to handle this. In an interview with NPR's Philip Reeves in 2013, historian Thomas F. Noble says this, quote, While Celestine's edict may have laid the groundwork for a papal resignation, it didn't offer much in the way of how exactly to carry that out, says Thomas F. X. Noble, a historian a history professor at the University of Notre Dame in Indiana. The code of canon law doesn't spell out in detail what you have to do, he says. I say with all due respect that Vatican officials are making it up as they go along because they don't have any experience to guide them, Noble says, end quote. Making it up as they go along could easily be seen as the more reasonable explanation to everything we've seen, but could also be that the other claim is true, that Benedict is signaling something, Though frankly, at this point, I have no idea why he'd do that or what it is he's signaling because he contradicts himself so much in this, which we'll get to at the end. But let's bear that in mind, that they could just be fumbling and stumbling their way through all of this, and that the St. Gallen types in Rome are clearly hoping Benedict goes to our Lord soon, so that this whole question will go away with him. That's pretty obvious at this point, and I think we could all agree on that, despite wherever you may be sitting on this question. But back to the Italian journalist whose name I've butchered at least twice now. <laughs> And he gives us this tidbit. As part of fumbling their way through things and making it all up as they go along, the Vatican's cardinal expert in heraldry reached out to Benedict to offer to change his coat of arms to reflect his alleged emeritus status. Quote, in February 2013, after the alleged resignation of Pope Ratzinger, Cardinal Lanza wrote to Benedict XVI offering to modify his coat of arms to adapt it to the new status of Pope Emeritus, which as we have seen is a non-existent legal institution. The Cardinal explained, The Pope becoming emeritus can no longer use those symbols that indicate effective jurisdiction. The well-motivated proposals of the heraldist, Cardinal were innovative but coherent, a Cardinal but white galero to stamp the coat of arms or the decusit keys of St. Peter placed in a head, upper band, inside the shield, in memory of the past authority or other solutions, difficult because, as the interviewee commented, never in the history of the Church has there been a Pope emeritus. However, Cardinal Lanza says that after some time he received a note signed B. 16th, written with a very small handwriting, softly, in which Pope Ratzinger informed him that he preferred not to assume any new coat of arms. End quote. And that's the piece of the story everyone is jumping on. Remember, Benedict said that he would continue to use his papal name and papal attire and call himself Pope Emeritus because he believed that the papacy left an indelible mark on him, akin to the priesthood, a mark that goes with him until his particular judgment. Theologically, I can see where people where he would get that idea, but it's also a strange excuse for him to remain a relatively public figure. Sure, far from the media most of the time, and unable to speak with journalists on his own volition without a clear cadre of priests, including Archbishop Gonswine, with him at all times, but still a public figure, nonetheless, who continues to write for publication despite everything and continues to release cryptic statements from time to time. When he first abdicated, everyone around him speculated that he would remain far from the public eye. This has turned out not to be the case, fueling speculation and criticism of him from all quarters. A key part of this mystery 
is Archbishop Gonswine, the man I've referred to in the past as Benedict's handler. He is the secretary of the papal household, a job of significant importance. He is attached to the pope at the hip, and serves him in such a way that the holder of that office traditionally changes their Episcopal coat of arms to include a part of the papal coat of arms as a sign of service and fidelity to the reigning pontiff. And this is where the story gets even weirder, because if Benedict was by itself just clinging to the heraldry, this would be a non-story. But this is where it gets odd. From 2013 to 2017, Gonswine's coat of arms reflected this, containing the coat of arms of Francis, as you would expect from someone in that position. Then in 2018, it changed, containing Benedict's coat of arms. In 2018, Gonswine was dismissed from serving both Francis and Benedict by Francis himself, and he was sent to help Benedict full-time, likely due to Benedict's periodically breaking his silence in ways that subtly contradicted the Francis regime. But the Italian journalist in question started digging into this strange question and found himself going deep into a strange rabbit hole that left him more convinced that, in his own mind, Benedict was signaling that he was the true pope. Like I said, I'm not convinced that this is the case at all, but instead, I think that Benedict's handlers are either incompetent or relishing in sowing confusion among the more orthodox-minded Catholics, because without a unified resistance to Francis, they can complete the work of burying the Catholic Church, or so they think. But here's what the Italian journalist in question has to say about this strange turn of events. Quote, Now you must know that Monsignor Gaunswine is not only the secretary of Pope Benedict, he is also the prefect of the papal household and the holder of this prestigious role. Traditionally, combines his coat of arms with that of the reigning pontiff. In fact, we read here that since 2017, Monsignor Gonswine has officially updated his coat of arms, where his shield, blue to the golden dragon, surrounded by a star, has been quartered with Bergoglio's shield, blue with the nard flower, the star, and the Jesuit sun. Consistent, given that the Vatican still considers Francis the reigning pope. And instead, as you'll see above, by the, both the letters of 2018 and the one we received a few days ago, bear the old coat of arms of Archbishop Gonsfein, quartered with the shield of the Pope reigning, Benedict XVI, complete with a dark brown head, shell, and bear. Therefore, it is a habitual herald heraldic use of Archbishop Gonsfein, documented since 2018. Moreover, when he had not yet undergone the downsizing of his duties as prefect of the papal household, by the will of Bergoglio. Now, why is the prefect of the papal household, despite having a new Bergoglian coat of arms since 2017 and formally recognizing Francis as reigning pope, has been using the one relating to the reigning Pope Benedict XVI for the last three years? Is it a matter of taste, of affection? What matters is this, however. Since Archbishop Gonsfein is the closest person in the world to Pope Ratzinger, he is undisputed, unless we consider his mail managed by others behind his back, as would always happen in an impeded session, that the use of this precise coat of arms by the prefect of the papal household is, at a minimum, known, tolerated, if not explicitly requested by Benedict XVI, who, I can't, who cannot ignore its disruptive meaning, that he is the reigning pope same. The coat of arms are not merely decorative motifs, but, as specified by Cardinal Montezmello, are the symbol of a very specific authority and role. The use of the coat of arms for a ruler is not to be considered only personal, but also in concession to the authorized third parties for specific reasons. It could also be remembered on the sidelines how Pope Benedict continues today, for example, to send his aficionados his 2013 coat of arms post postcards that portray him in the full splendor of his pontifical robes. And nobody ever questions it. End quote. 
Of course, Benedict has himself fairly recently chided everyone that believes he is still the Pope, which of course is adding to the confusion when he is using papal symbols of actual authority still. Allegedly, at any rate, he did chide people, since almost no one trusts anything the Vatican reports him saying as something he either actually said or that he said it freely. From the ever-trustworthy Guardian, who in no way would ever have a reason to ever misconstrue something a Catholic pontiff had to say, note my sarcasm there, please, we get this story from May of 2021, quote, of the decision to resign. It was a difficult decision, but it was a fully conscious choice, and I think I did well to resign, he told Italy's Corriere della Sera in an interview published on Monday. Some of my more fanatical friends are still upset, but they have not accepted my choice. Pope Francis leads prayers from the window of his office on the 21st of February. He has told a journalist he expects he will die in Rome. Pope Francis expects to remain in Rome until his death. Benedict, who lives in a house in the Vatican Gardens, said those who refused to accept his resignation nursed wild theories that he had been forced to quit because of scandals, such as the leaking of some of his documents by his butler. They don't want to believe that it was a conscious choice, he said. My conscience is clear. Apparently addressing those who still look up to him as the real pope and are hostile to Francis, Benedict said, there is only one pope. The interviewer said Benedict had emphasized the point by thumping the armrest of his chair. End quote. And it goes on and on and on. But the heraldry question is an interesting one because, as we've seen, while Benedict's fisherman's ring was destroyed, as is the custom when a pontiff dies, to denote his lack of authority in the church moving forward, plus his whole, you know, being dead probably helps with that, the heraldry question is another symbol of power and influence that many have jumped on. Have they jumped on it rightly, or is my hypothesis the correct one, that the Vatican is just making this all up as they go along, and that Benedict is quite frankly attached personally to some of the trappings of the papacy, and unwilling to give them up? In one article, it was suggested that the emeritus title was inspired by the American presidency. When you have a former president, they're still addressed by their official title, and that Benedict took a page from that book. If so, that's frankly appalling, given that the influence of secular governments is too far-reaching into the church these days. And frankly, most people would not understand his choice in that regard anyway. But let me know what you think. I'm not sure what to think about all of this, so I am just left assuming that mismanagement of this whole situation, combined with good intentions, that were poorly thought out had led us to this place. But I'm prepared to be wrong, too. Let me know in the comments, please, what you think about this. If you're going to debate all this in the comments, please do so with respect to each other. And let me know, because at the very least, this is an interesting story that few have really talked about. And as always, pray for the Church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.